Hello and welcome to the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Kristen and Rebecca. This is a podcast where we talk about glam, glitz, and what life is really like with a crown. This is a podcast for those girls who have inhaled more hairspray than they have oxygen. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pageant Buzz podcast. You are here with your hosts, Rebecca and Kristen, and we have a very special guest with us today, Joyce Morrison, the Texas International Director. Welcome to the show. Hey, ladies. It's good to be here chatting with you today. It's so good to have you, Joyce. You and I have known each other for a really long time because we were sister queens back in the day, and I've loved watching you kind of transition through this directorship journey, but tell us first off just a little bit about who you are, your family, all the things. Yes. So I am a born and raised Texas gal. Um, I currently live in Dallas, which is where we have the pageant headquarters. Um, But I am happily married to my husband, Jerry. We've been together almost 12 years and married going on six And I have a stepdaughter, Chloe, and I'm a dog mom to Milo and Millie, our Cavapoos. And um, I recently took over the pageant back in August of 2020. So going on just a little over two years being uh, the director of Texas and um, going for the third pageant production in March. So we have our pageant coming up. when I kind of went into this, I thought it was going to be, you know, like a part-time kind of gig. And I have another, you know, business and and day job, but I've quickly found out that I have two full-time jobs now, two full-time jobs now. So um, our company with my husband is a medical distribution company. So we distribute spinal and orthopedic implants nationally. Um, And then I also get to do the glam stuff with the pageant. And I feel like you're a little bit you're also, Joyce, a little bit of a social media influencer. Don't downplay that. I, I, yes, that is like a third little side hustle of mine. I'm what they call a micro-influencer. So um, I, I do that as well. And I really love, you know, kind of getting, getting to still stay glam on my Instagram. <laughs> I feel like it gives you a good opportunity to still wear like so many fabulous outfits, get your hair and makeup done. You know, it's like you're competing but without you know, having to compete. I, I am such a pageant dress hoarder. I have not gotten rid of any of my pageant dresses from the last like six years. Um, I just can't part with them. So I still have them and I still hope that like I get to continue wearing them. Okay. So you took this over this whole shindig over in 2020. I feel like yep. you're either really brave or <laughs> this reckless, or I don't know what to call it. What was it like taking over a pageant system in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. You know, and I, I, yeah, you would think I'm kind of crazy. I I thought it was a little crazy too, but I think COVID is what made the opportunity prevent itself. Um, You know, it was kind of getting passed, um, passed on just from previous directorship and ownership Um, I think because it was so difficult for them to manage during COVID. Um, So it presented an opportunity to me, to me. And I thought, well, you know, if things were a little slower in 2020. So I was like, well, you know, maybe I have the time now than normally I wouldn't have if it wasn't COVID to kind of get this up and going and put a pageant on. And I, I put a pageant on in like 
five months or something crazy. And I'd never done production before or theater or anything. So it was kind of a crazy um, undertaking, but I just, I guess my thought was, I think I have a little more time because of COVID. Um, and I, and it, and it worked out great the first year. I had, I had Rebecca as one of my judges actually. That's right. I got to judge that very first year and no one would have ever known that it was five months put together. It was such a great production in a beautiful venue. You had a ton of contestants, like no one would have ever known that well, you threw you. that all together in five months. <laughs> I know. Okay. I have trouble putting together a small Christmas party. I feel like within a few months, what did you do that you made that go off without any problems or maybe there was problems and you're going to tell me about it well yeah I mean it took me a little bit to realize because I had venue issues still in COVID right so I was trying to find a theater because I wanted to host the first pageant in an actual theater space but I was um, about the 20th theater I called I was starting to realize that the theater wasn't the problem the dressing room um amount of people that I could have in a dressing room was going to be against COVID policies. So I could have spread people out all in the, all in the seats and all in the theater, but it was the whole backstage area. So I was like, oh my gosh, this is not going to work. Like, what am I going to do? So, um, obviously, thankfully we were in Texas, they were a little more flexible. So I was able to kind of put everything in a hotel and use a whole ballroom as a dressing room so that everybody could be spread out. Um, so that actually ended up working really well the first year. And then I moved into theaters um, my second year and I'll, I'll continue to do that moving forward. So Kristen oh, actually won. She won her state pageant in the same COVID time. I feel like so oh, she wow. sort of knows about how it was like backstage with the mm-hmm. six foot, you know, spreading apart mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah. I mean, you have to have a huge backstage. I mean, so it's like that was not an easy thing to come by. Totally. Yeah. And well, you know what, though, when we did it, it was kind of like, do the best you can sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I there's only so much you can do. So we just kind of did the best we could. We wore masks, you know, when we were supposed yeah. to. And then we yeah. did our best to kind of stay away from each other. But we weren't allowed to have any of the fun pre parties or any of the fun yeah. other events. Do you do any of that with your pageant? Yeah, so um, I'm actually adding a third day this year just to give more events to the girls. But last year, we um, we have a beautiful formal gala for the contestants, the contestants gala. And we have a DJ come in. We do a full plated dinner. Um, we hosted it at the Live by Lowe's. And we had it in a beautiful venue that was overlooking AT&T Stadium, um, all glass windows. So it was a really... Um, fun, you know, just beautiful event for the contestants. They're able to bring their family in, um, to have dinner and to party afterwards and do, you know, photo, photo booth and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and then this year we're actually doing like a third day. We're doing a welcome party. Um, we are taking the girls to the Texas Rangers stadium for a tour. Um, last year we did, um, or the first year we did Cowboys headquarters. And then last year we did the Cowboys stadium. So we're kind of switching it up this year and doing um, the baseball stadium. So I always like to put just kind of a fun, like outing for the girls to kind of get out there, photo ops and just just something different. Oh, that's fun. And 
one thing I love about that gala that you talked about is that's when you actually give a lot of the awards that you can give before judging. Like, yes. And so it makes crowning go so much faster because you're not giving yes. so many awards <laughs> on stage and it gives yes. the contestants sort of like a little confidence boost before interviews. Totally. Like I remember being in some pageants or being part of pageants and you're just like, it's at the end, everybody's just so anxious. And then you're like 47 awards to go before they get to crowning. And you're just like, oh my God, like <laughs> I'm sweating under these lights. So I kind of wanted to break it, break it up and give just more awards and opportunities for girls to be recognized, whether it's, um, you know, the marketing award, or we do um, a platform achievement award, which is, this is um, decided on by a different um, panel of judges and staff and, they um, are judged by their platform page, which is something we do in the international system. Um, and then also by the social media and appearances that they made while they had their local title. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, and it works I, so well because you have so many divisions. Yes. Yes. And we do, I mean, we do social media like influencer award and um, gosh, what else do I do? We do like the marriage award for our Mrs. Contestants, like the longest married um, couple. So we honor a lot of people at the gala night. So that's, this is a fun night. They get to come up and be recognized. I always forget that you, so you're not even just throwing one pageant. You have Mrs., <laughs> Miss, and then do you yes. do teen? Okay, and okay, so I've got, I've got and pre-teen <laughs> and MS. I have five divisions that I put together. Um, so yeah, I've got it all. We have got it there, all at Texas there International. Are, <laughs> so the preteen age starts at 12? 10. 10. 10 okay, to 12 so for preteen. You start out with 10-year-olds all the way up till in 56. basically 56 until yeah. this yeah. ends. And then your MS division, do you have an age limit on the MIS? I don't, but I haven't had anybody over 56 yet. So, mm -hmm. but there is, there isn't a limit. But truly, like anyone in Texas, 10 years yeah. and older, that's a woman can basically do your pageant because yes. there is a place for you. That's a lot of pageants. Do you do them all in one day? Well, yeah. So we, so it was, it was interesting last year because we had quite a few contestants and, you know, kind of learning to balance the amount of time you have and the patience that people will sit and watch a pageant for is kind of tricky. So I felt like I was at the border of amount of contestants before having to go into adding a preliminary um, day. So that's something I'm still learning as, as a director on, you know, how to separate, you know, before the pageant goes over three hours, I try to stay, you know, three hours or less. And I think we were at like two hours and 45 minutes this past year. Um, but I know how, like how pageants can just drag on after three hours. So, you know, that's something that I'm exploring, um, for the future and just kind of to see where our contestants, um, numbers lie this year. And, you know, we have an extra day, so we'll see. Okay. So let's say I live in Texas and I come, I'm competing in your Mrs. Division because I'm a, a Mrs. And I am lucky enough to win. What yeah. happens next with your title holders after they win? Yeah. So with our pageant being in March and our nationals is in July for the misses, it's mid-July. 
that gets us what about four months to compete uh, to, com to compare for nationals to oh to prepare for nationals and so we hit the ground running literally the next day after you're crowned you have a 9 a.m meeting that's contract signing um contract review and then we're going straight into headshots that day um and then we are talking about what the plan is for the next four months for nationals and that you know, Rebecca helps with this a little bit for their you know appearances and platforms so, so we also go into full prep mode um three weeks after um the pageant I give the girls like a week to to unwind from the excitement of the pageant and then um we go into building wardrobe boards and interview practice and you know appearance calendars and things like that so we are we are just hitting the ground running right after the pageant we have a lot of oh. great sponsors too. So we have a lot, you know, like Rebecca is our coaching sponsor um, and she'll continue to be our coaching sponsor for 2023, but we have a lot of good partnerships with um, dresses and clothing sponsors and um, glam sponsors, photographers. So it's it's real exciting that all of that is part of the prize package for misses and all the other uh, divisions. I will say as someone who has contestants compete in a lot of pageants, your prize package at Texas International is bar none. Thank you. Yeah, you, know, I, I, you were saying a clothing sponsor and gown sponsors. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, we work with all of, I yes, I've been fortunate to just kind of be in Dallas my whole life and have, you know, built relationships with, you know, a lot of people in fashion and especially with influencing too. You know, I've, I've you know, been able to open a lot of doors and I'm able to kind of open those doors for the pageant as well. And we, um, we were able to, yeah, just to have a lot of amazing sponsors and I'm bringing more every year. So that's kind of my, you know, my plan is to bring more that, you know, the contestants can benefit for nationals. And, you know, you know that pageants are so expensive and it's, um, you know, they can be expensive, should I say, you know, if you're really um, investing in fitness and coaching and wardrobe and a stylist and, you know, just, you know, entering a pageant, all that can add up. So I really want my, my girls to feel like they, put that all in and then they win and they still don't have to come out of pocket right after they win. So that's kind of a, a priority for mine of mine. Yeah, that's great. So like when you guys go into styling, I'm only saying this from experience mm -hmm. and Rebecca's going to laugh. <laughs> so <laughs> you have a contestant and I absolutely am head over heels for a dress and it is hideous, but <laughs> I love it. I'm like, yeah, this is it. I'm, this is so cool. And like, it's made yeah. out of fish on the side and it's like, it's got a flower <laughs> on the shoulder. And I'm like, this is me. What? Yeah. It goes through your head as a director. And how do you talk me off the fish flower? I'm laughing. This is such a funny, I know. This is such a funny question, but so real. Uh, <laughs> and this is something that I think I'm still learning. There is, there's the fine line. Um, I'm, I'm very honest with my girls and I come from a place of experience with the system. Okay. That dress can be so amazing and so perfect for Miss Fish USA. Um, <laughs> but maybe for <laughs> the international system, you know, we want to talk about, let's look at the past winners. Let's look at what they were wearing. You know, let's talk about this system and what's good for this system. And let's find a place that you can wear your fish dress at. Maybe it's at the parade at the Texas State Fair. You know, you love that dress and you just want to wear it with your crown. Well, let's find a place for it. 
but maybe the, you know, the stage is the best place, but I'm very honest. We have a lot of people that come in and help. Rebecca comes in and helps, and we'll have a new stylist um, that'll help this coming year that's come on board with the international system. Um, and so he's very, um, you know, very ex experienced with the international system as well, and especially with other state pageants. So I'm excited to bring him on um, to help with this year. So, but yeah, I mean, I, we, we want you to be happy in your dress at the end of the day. Um, and we want you to feel confident. So I think it's just, you know, there's a compromise. There's a compromise, you know, in my contract, I'm, I'm very serious about wardrobe. It is everything that you wear at nationals has to be approved. And I go as far as making vision boards for each of my queens, each, all six of them. Um, and I literally take pictures of their outfits for every single item, <laughs> event of the day for seven days of nationals. And I put them in. Um, and so they know where, you know, their shoes and their outfit and everything that's they're going to be wearing. So all the way down to jewelry. I mean, it is head yeah. to toe. She puts <laughs> yeah. it all together, but it also makes it so easy for the girls when they are at, not, at internationals to be able to just wake up, know exactly what they're going to wear and not have to stress because it's already all planned out ahead of time. Yeah. And they can just look at their vision board on their phone. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Backing up, you mentioned you have a lot of experience in the system. Tell us about your journey as a contestant um, because it didn't just start um, your first year that you won. Tell us a little bit no. about yeah. all of your pageant journey. Yeah, so um, I I have been doing pageants for over 30 years now, believe it or not. I did my first pageant when I was three years old. It was the Little Miss North Texas State Fair and Rodeo pageant. And um, I placed first runner-up. I was three years old. I had my hair teased the 80s way. Like it was just, such a fun experience for me that I decided I just told my mom, my mom actually, or her aunt, uh, my aunt told her to put me in it. So it was nothing of my, you know, my wanting, but when I got all glammed up, dressed up, walked on the stage, waved to the judges, I was just hooked um, since then. And I continue to do pageants. So I did all kinds of systems. I mean, I did the glitz and glam. I did sunburst. I did, um, I've done the United States system. I tried the USA as a teen. I've uh, got introduced to international back in 2010 as a miss. And I was Miss Denton International and I competed. Um, gosh, we were, I think we were competing in San Antonio. Um, I can't remember who the director was back then. Um, but I love the international system and I loved the focus on the platform and um, after that, I did not, I did not place at, in 2010, I, um, decided after that, after my all, I don't know what, almost, I guess, 18 years of pageantry that I kind of wanted to retire and just take some time off. And I was always the runner up, never the winner. Right. So that was kind of my pageant journey in the beginning as a young girl into young womanhood. And I really never understood why that was like, and it was frustrating, which as I'm sure you guys know, it's frustrating when you don't place or you don't make top or you don't do anything at all. Um, and especially if you don't win. So I felt like I needed to just step back from pageantry at, at around like 22 and just reflect and, you know, take a break, maybe retire, maybe come back. I don't know. Um, so I did that. And then, um, the following year I met my now husband and, um, never did another pageant for miss, 
again. And then we were married in 2017. And um, the director of Texas at the time reached out to me and I competed in 2018 as Mrs. Dallas Fort Worth. And that was my first time back, I guess, in, I don't know, eight years. And my husband was so supportive. He knew that I had done pageants um, before him. Um, and he was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I would love to see this like side of you, this hobby that you used to do. Like he was very supportive. So um, went in and again, was runner up, not winner. So that was like the story of my life. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm not doing this again. Like I'm not going down this road. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm just, that was fun. It was fun to get back into it, but I'm done, you know? And I was, you know, telling my husband, he's like, yeah, babe, like whatever you want. You did so good. He's like, but I think you could go back and win it. And he was like, just go back and win it next time. I was like, gosh, you know, that's easier said than done, Jerry. Right? Um, like husbands, <laughs> husbands, they're just like, just go yeah. back and win next time. And you're just like, go back well, and win. I don't think you understand. It's really not up to me, but thanks for yeah. your support. <laughs> yeah, but I love this support. Um, but ultimately we talked about it together and he was like, I really think you've got this. Like, And I think coming back at age 30, 31, I had reflected on my past pageant experience. I had grown as, as a person, as a woman. And I was, I knew more about myself and I was more confident in myself and ready to share more of myself, which I think ultimately um, did lead me to the crown in 2019. I, I really committed to coaching, um, fitness training and, um, you know, wardrobe. And I ended up taking the crown away as Mrs. Texas in 2019 and went on to nationals and went third runner up um, at nationals. But that's uh, me and Rebecca were 2019 state queens together. Yes. I got to yeah. see both years you competed uh, as a Mrs. Yeah. And I was, I could see such a difference between that first year and that next year of just the, maybe the growth you had done as far as personal growth of finding out yeah. like, okay, I'm going to just be more open and like, let people see inside, even though pageants really teach us to be perfect and to have the perfect answer. Yeah. You were very vulnerable and very real. And yeah. just like, this is who I am. I'm not going to try to like, tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what mm -hmm. I want to say. And I, yeah. as a audience member, could see it very easily. And I was so excited yeah. to be there when you won. Oh yeah. Thank you. I think, I think that was a huge thing. And I think that, you know, I always say pageant there's like pageantry is a journey for everybody. I don't think it's just like a one and done kind of thing. If you're really into pageantry, I think it's such a journey of growth and womanhood and whether you grew up in it or you started in your twenties or you start in your thirties and you go till your fifties, like it is such an incredible journey of self discovery in pageantry, like I went from not understanding why I wasn't winning and you know, what the heck was going on. Like, I don't understand to learning more about myself, reflecting and being able to talk about, like you said, being vulnerable and be able to talk about what I went through as a child and all the trauma I experienced. And I got to that point, I mean, yeah, I won the crown, but I became this like new woman where I was like, Oh my God, like I can actually talk about my trauma now? Like, who am I? Like, that was the real win. And here I am now do, you know, when I won, I was talking on podcasts and, and doing shows and was like, Oh my God, I am actually talking about very vulnerable stuff out in public. And that was just the true kind of, 
I don't know. Like I said, it's just, that's the true win to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then placing top five at Mrs. International is a huge accomplishment for anyone. Yeah. But I yeah. was standing there on stage watching you compete at finals. So excited just to see yeah. because we have become pretty good friends during that year mm-hmm. kind of leading up to nationals. And we had so much fun during international. We, did. We, <laughs> we had the most fun. We were in the same hair and makeup room. We had a lot of fun together, but yeah. I loved just seeing you win the Ethan Gown Award. Like you just really just came into your own, I felt like, and I was yeah. so excited to cheer you on. Yeah. I, I went into nationals. Of course, you know, you go in wanting to win, but I knew that like my goal was like top five. Like I was going in there. I gave it 110%. I was my most authentic self, did everything, you know, how I wanted to. And I was third runner up and that was a part of my goal. And I accomplished that. And I was so happy and content with that because I did everything exactly how I wanted. Now, Kristen, are you thinking about this? She was... (laughs) competing as a top five contestant in 2019 she started directing in 2020 think about that for a minute that is a quick turnaround from being a state title holder to now directing a humongous state pageant texas is one of the biggest states yeah like that's a lot of change overnight i feel like especially because just a few years before you thought you were done i could i'm just sitting here thinking like i'd be still in pageant hangover by the time you're like you know what it's a good idea why don't i just take over the whole thing i know isn't that crazy because i literally i mean i gave it my crown and within six months it was the opportunity it had you know presented itself and i i knew i loved pageantry like i was still in com- competitive pageant hangover. Like I was like, I'm not getting on that stage again, like for, for a while. Um, but then this came along and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I think this is the perfect segue for me because I feel like I'm so business oriented and I love that. And I want to continue helping girls and, and be, you know, be an inspiration in a sense of like, it's, you know, my journey and, and share that with these girls and, and help them along their pageant journey as well. But, you know, I think this opportunity would have never happened or played out. I don't think, or I truly believe if I would have won Mrs. International and, you know, I love to say hindsight is 2020, you know, things happen for a reason. And I believe that I wasn't supposed to be Mrs. International truly. And it's because I was supposed to be the Texas International Director and that's where my path led. And that's why I didn't win ultimately. No, you're right though. I mean, I think, cause there's, I mean, you would have still been Mrs. International when they I were looking for somebody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you we're- had, I mean, tremendous success as a director. I will brag on you for a little while. Your no. first year sending girls to international, you had a Miss Teen International winner and all of your girls placed, right? Like in the top right. finals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then last year, um, your miss and your missus was top five. Um, your miss mm-hmm. was a finalist. Your teen was a finalist. You've just yeah. really kind of unlocked, I feel like the key to that mentorship piece with such a experienced director who has competed in the system as a miss and a missus, you know what the system is looking for and you really offer such good advice and support for your queens. And I, I think that's why they have been so successful. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I, I really 
you know, I tell my queens day one, I will work as hard as they work for them. You know, like if you want 110% go all the way and you want to win, then I'm working 110% for you um, this whole year. And anything you ask me, I will try my hardest, use every connection I have to help you, to get you on whatever show, podcast, organization, event. I'm here for you. And I'm, I'm here for all the queens. And I, I tell them that day one and, and I mean it. So um, yeah, it's, it's something I really kind of just evolved into and I, and I'm loving. Kristen, okay, I know I, you want to ask, go ahead. Wait, what do you think I want to ask? I think you want to ask her about all these shows and things that people have been on and maybe some of the ones she's been on. Yeah, I want to ask about that. <laughs> I had another question first, though, so I'm going to ask okay. that, but don't ask her another question. Let me come back to that. <laughs> okay, it's all you. All right, so you're talking about, you know, your title holders, what they want to do. They're working hard you as a director, because you're not, I mean, like, you're kind of just doing this out, you're doing all this out of the goodness of your heart to see these other women succeed. What do you really look for as a director in a title holder? And what do you tell the judges, hey, kind of look for this, this is what we're really looking for, for our, you know, miss or missus or preteen or teen internet, Texas International? Yeah, so with the international system, I really think the interview is really where our pageant is won. And I say that one because of our scoring. Um, For misses, it's 50% of your score. And for our miss and teen, it is 40% of your score. So it is such an important aspect of the pageant and your score. So with that being said, um, I tell my judges, you know, I want them to crown somebody that's one that's likable. Who do they love talking to an interview? Like who is genuine and likable Two, who is doing the real work with their platform? You know, like we said earlier, the platform aspect of the international is kind of what international is known for. We are known as that platform pageant. Um, I was actually talking to somebody earlier and they made a good reference of who they think like the international like queen is. And they said Amal Clooney. And I was like, that's that she's like beautiful and smart and philanthropic and like just a powerhouse. Um, And I thought that was kind of a good, um, kind of a good, I guess, comparison of of what we're looking for. But um, I think it's, I think a lot of, you know, directors probably like, oh, we're looking for somebody that's the whole package. Well, of course we all are, right? Aren't all systems looking for somebody that that's the whole package? But I think our focus is kind of on those three things. And of, of course, at the end of the day, this is a beauty pageant, right? So you want to present yourself um, in a beautiful and a presentable way and, you know, kind of shine from the inside out with your philanthropy philanthropic work um, and just kind of your personality of being likable and genuine. Okay, now that we got the business questions taken care of, (laughs) we can talk about before we started the show and I was, you know, hopping in, Rebecca Mm -hmm. just thinks this is just, oh, I'm just going to throw this out there that you were on The Real Housewives of Dallas. Yes. So season three, I was, I interviewed for the show and I knew a couple of the women that were on the show 
and they decided to bring me on as a friend of. So I was officially contracted um, with the production company as a friend of uh, Brandy Redmond. And our husbands had known each other for, I mean, almost 20 years. So that's kind of was my connection of knowing uh, Brandy. And um, I started filming the show um, season three. So yeah, what do you want to know? <laughs> what do you want to well, know? I okay. feel like there's okay. so much. Like... The funniest thing I can remember <laughs> about it is I had never watched Real Housewives of Dallas. And I don't remember if it was after we got home from Nash Internationals or if it was the, like sometime after. It was during COVID, I know. And I decided I was going to binge Real Housewives of Dallas from the beginning. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I see you on there and I'm texting you like, is this you? Were you on the show? How do I not know this? And you were like, yeah, that, that was part of my life. It, it sure was. Yeah. And I just remember seeing you and like having no clue that that had ever been anything in your past. Yeah, it, it was, it's, it was, it was a very um, crazy, surreal experience. Well, and I, I should also say terrible experience for me. It, it, it was all three of those things. Um, it was first exciting because of course you're like, oh my gosh, Real Housewives, this is such an amazing opportunity to build a brand, to build a personal brand, to build a business and, you know, a, a social media presence. It, it's all those exciting, great things when you kind of get the opportunity and you're putting pen to paper and you're like, wow, this is, this is exciting. Um, but then you learn a lot about yourself um, when you're put into certain situations. Um, and uncomfortable situations and just being in front of the camera. It's so like, it's such a crazy thing to explain when you realize you're in front of a camera that is going to be a worldwide, you know, seen worldwide, right? Now this isn't just national nation, a nation show, national show. This is something that is seen worldwide. Like the, the real housewives franchise is, you know, global. So um, it was an interesting, it was an interesting thing. I think a little bit of, my like old childhood shyness came in um, just because you, I was scared. I was scared about editing. <laughs> I was scared about what they wanted me to do and be. And they obviously cast you because they have this role that they want you to fulfill this Almost you like know, a character arc that they think you'll be, right? Yes, yes. And I was casted as the spicy Mexican, quote. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Was that um, like they on wanted... a call sheet somewhere? <laughs> yeah, no, that's what they wanted to cast. They wanted to cast a spicy Mexican because they started the show, obviously we're in Texas, and they wanted to um, just get their cast, you know, a little more diverse and they wanted to bring in a Mexican because we were in Texas and, you know, Brandy recommended me and, you know, everything went well, I guess, you know, moving forward. So um, I just am not as spicy as they think. <laughs> like, did they I, expect you to come in and just be like yelling and being like, and light everything and on starting? fire? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That, that's what they wanted me to do. They wanted me to fight um, with certain women that was said to me um they wanted me to argue they wanted me to start arguments um and 
I quickly realized like this probably wasn't going to be successful for me because I'm one, not a fighter. I am a glad you see it that way. We'll walk our separate ways kind of gal. Um, and I just, I, I was having a hard time finding an authentic self to be on the Real Housewives um, between what production wanted me to be versus who I wanted to be. And there just wasn't a happy landing there. My, my girlfriends and I always, they were like, oh, we wish there was like a franchise here. But then like when we really think about it, we're like, well, maybe we would just want to be like a friend of because, you know, we don't want to yeah. be, we don't want to be highlighted so much that then yeah. we get caught or saying something or doing something mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah. we get in trouble I mean, for. Yeah. I mean, you really got to think about a lot of things. You've got to think about your kids, your husband, your family, your businesses. And as you can see at the history of housewives, a lot of those things don't end up well for a lot of a lot of the housewives exactly. so and it know, also that was another as, thing. as involved as you are in so many nonprofit organizations and like mm -hmm. you talked about your philanthropic efforts you don't want to ruin that by being a yeah. certain persona on tv that's yeah. not authentic to you because then you're not going to get invited to those same types of events anymore yeah exactly i mean we had you know my husband we were concerned about just our businesses, not that we felt that they were going to be threatened, but you just, you just don't know, gosh, they edit you and you're saying one sentence and the other half sentence here. And then it, you just don't know anymore these days with cancel culture and all this stuff that's going on. And, um, it's just a really tough thing that you really have to decide and really look inward and say, is this really you know, where I want my life to go. And for some women, it's, it's a super successful thing for them. I mean, look at Kyle Richards. She's done well this whole time and she makes millions now. And it's, it's actually an amazing um, career for her, but for some people, it just, it just didn't turn out that way. Um, and for me, I knew that it wasn't, it just wasn't going to be the right fit um, for me moving forward. And with the girls on the show, you know, unfortunately we all just, they didn't year, click. The year you were they didn't cast, click with was me. A, it was a year of a lot of turmoil, I feel like, based on what you watched yeah. on the show. Just in yeah. general, the cast was not getting along. So I can't imagine the friends of would be really like just yeah. vibing with everybody either. Yeah. You guys, I felt like I was in like high school again and like mean girls were like, I mean, it was so bad. I mean, there were times that I would just cry myself to sleep because I was like, why are these grown women making me feel like I am not worthy of like one being on the show, two of being their friends, um, or even three, just freaking kindness, you know? So I, that was really, it was a really hard time for me. I mean, I was struggling sleeping, um, and just being like, I don't know, just being the person I wanted to be. And, um, yeah, it was just tough. It was a tough thing to do. It wasn't for me, you guys. I think, no, I think of all the, I mean, not to just keep harping on Real Housewives because this is not what yeah. we're here for, but of the casts from every city, I think a lot of the women who have been on Dallas have been very open about the mental health struggles that they've had. I, I know Stephanie yeah. Holman's very open about it and it does impact you. And a lot of the women, you don't think about that being a thing, but the comments and the, 
things from mm-hmm. social media are just a piece of it. It's also your personal relationships that are now getting affected by it. And then it just, mm-hmm. I can't imagine the stress it is. Yeah, it was, it was very stressful. It was very stressful. I just, I, oh, I a just, fun chapter, but glad it's over. Right? <laughs> it was, it was an interesting chapter. I think it was beneficial in some ways in my life, but overall I'm, I'm so happy that I didn't go down that path and, um, that, that just wasn't the route that I went. And, you know, then after that, all that chapter closed and then I moved into being a director and, and doing all this other stuff that I just absolutely love. So again, you know, hindsight is mm-hmm. 2020, um, and everything always works out. So I just tell every, everything for, always just works yes. out for what. <laughs> From going to, exactly, from being expected to be fighting and, you know, the spicy role you yeah. were cast in to now being this yeah. mentor director role, hundred percent different. And so much yeah. more of what you have always felt more, I think called to do 100%. So it, it truly has all come full circle for a reason. You're so right. Mm-hmm. Just like you said yeah. about if you would have won Mrs. International, this opportunity would not have come. Same thing. If you would have been a full-time cast member, you may have never competed. Yeah. I mean, if you had kept staying on the show and your whole yeah. life trajectory would have been so different. Okay. Yeah. Here's our, our question. We always are trying to figure out what is the connection though, between what have you learned from being on a reality show that you carried over into pageant? Um, I guess kind of to kind of piggyback off what I was saying is like your, the way you present yourself in all aspects of your life. And that's physical, the way you speak, the way you dress, um, it's, it's so reflective and so important. And, you know, this is why, like, sometimes my girls think I have, you know, crazy things, in my contract where I have to approve every photo of them in a session crown that they post. Well, that's just because we're representing a brand and you're representing your personal brand. You're representing the Texas brand, the international brand. And I think we just, I think, I guess that's a takeaway is just to be so aware of your personal brand and who you want the world to see you as. And sometimes we don't always know that super easy. Sometimes we have to go into something like reality TV to realize, okay, this is not my personal brand. I just realized that. Um, and then, and then you kind of can discover what your personal brand is, but I think that's kind of the important part is just recognizing. And when my Queens win is recognizing their personal brand and, you know, following through with that all year. And if someone wants to look into competing, um, where is going to be the best or what's the best way for them to get more information on your upcoming pageant? Yeah. Um, yeah. So two ways, um, Our Instagram is where we post everything, announcements, sponsors, prizes, um, venues, and all that stuff. And that's at Texas INTL pageant. And also, if you go to our website, which is texasinternationalpageant.com, and you go to the apply button at the top right corner, you can fill out a short, it's like eight questions, name, phone number, age division, and uh you know, just to submit, we'll send you an informational email and that'll sh- tell you everything about the 2023 pageant. It'll tell you the entry fee cost, what's expected of you. And then once you get that, e- that email and you decide, okay, I want to move forward with that. You can pay a 195 deposit right on our website as well on that same apply page. 
Perfect. And then are you aware of our Chris Jenner question of the week? Oh, no, please tell me. Rebecca? (laughs) I have somehow gotten this nickname and persona of being the Chris Jenner of pageants because I'm a bit like you and I just sort of tell people no or yes and I'm take that momager role very seriously you know and so I've got this nickname and we've just come up with this thing every podcast we end the podcast with a Chris Jenner question of the week which is basically a practice interview question and we give the opportunity for our guests to answer if they would choose to and we would love it if you would like to answer Totally. Um, you have not done um, pageant interview practice in a while, I feel like, probably. I know, I haven't. <laughs> You've been on the other side as a mock judge, but I don't know that you have um, answered questions. So this may be like a good throwback for you. Okay. Okay. So my question is, as a local, state, or international title holder, what do you feel is your role as a title holder? I need Rebecca to coach me before she answers oh, if you, question. You'll have to listen to how I answer some of these. So no matter how or what you say, I promise it's going to be pretty good. I think the most important thing is kind of going back to what I said is being a local title holder is understanding who you are and the impact you want to make on your community as a local title holder. So if you're Miss Dallas, you need to decide what impact you want to make for Dallas. If you're Mrs. Texas, you need to decide on what impact you want to make for Texas. And that's the most important part. And kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, also understanding how your personal brand affects your platform and what you want to achieve. So those have to go hand in hand. That was an excellent answer. And I think within your 30 seconds, if that would have been an onstage question, no points deducted. You know what? Always shorter, short and sweet is better than long and rambling, right? Sometimes Kristen oh. talks about the most random things like once I asked about making up a law and she said that like the silliest law I've ever heard of. It was just nuts. So I answer <laughs> it just like, cause I, my go-to is always like, ha what's, what's funny. And Rebecca's like, are you kidding me? Did you really just say that? <laughs> Tell people where they can follow you as Joyce Morrison. Yeah. You guys can follow me on Instagram. I'm most active on there and that's at Joyce underscore underscore Morrison. So that's two underscores in between my names. You're going to get all the glam, all the fashion and a lot of fun, like architecture building type things as well. Yeah. We are currently building a couple of projects. So I'm sharing that as well and sharing my travels and you know, all that fun stuff, wonderlust and glam. Well, thank you so much for coming on Joyce. Thank you both. I appreciate you. Thank you so much to Joyce Morrison. Oh, I'm oh, trying to thought, sign us I'm off. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Go, go, go. <laughs> well, thank you so much to Joyce Morrison for coming on the show today and letting us ask all the Texas International questions and Real Housewives questions. She was such a good sport. You can find us at Pageant Buzz Pod on Instagram. And as Rebecca always says, don't forget to sparkle. Follow us on Instagram at Pageant Buzz Pod for all things Pageant Buzz.